Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, March 17th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki, and I am joined so specially today. Introduce yourself. And I am Broadway Radio's James Marino. Grace! <gasps> the head honcho himself. Well, I have a few things to say to you. Oh, okay. God. I noticed that the show notes are in green. Why is that? Oh. Uh, because it's St. Patty's Day today? St. Patrick's Day. You can't say St. Patty's. It's St. Patrick's oh, wait. Day. I'm the, sorry. The Irish... I, I grew up Catholic no, no. a little bit, but I don't I really t- know much. No, I don't know either. I was schooled by uh, <laughs> by uh, Broadway star Carrie O'Malley. She said you can't oh, call it St. Patty's. I'm going to trust her. St. Pat- yeah, Carrie O'Malley is the voice <laughs> of everything. And and uh, and I'm going to I'm going to pose this to you. I think that we are the Hades town of podcasts tonight. You know why? Because we're super hot. Well, there's two reasons now. Oh, so okay. we're the Hades town of podcasts because Matt <laughs> is out sick, Ashley's uh-huh. out sick, and T. Olive Reed was going to step in and record for us. <laughs> uh, over my dead body. Yeah. It is the show. We're doing the show. We're doing the show. <laughs> and the, the last thing that I'm going to throw in that's not in the script was, do you know what March oh. 15th was? I don't. March 15th was the 35th anniversary of the Broadway opening night of the 1987 Tony Award winning musical Starlet Express. How did we miss the 35th anniversary of Starlet Express? We could have had a whole series. Yeah, you know, I usually have like a a little alarm that goes off on my phone during the Starlight Express Mm -hmm. uh, anniversary, but this year I just got so swamped. Um, But that's such a miss, I guess, next year. Yeah, well, my notifications on iOS 15 got all screwed up, so I could understand <laughs> missing it. Oh, what a bummer. What a bummer. But here we are. Here we are. Let's let's get into the news. I, I don't want to say it's like exactly Broadway news, but it definitely mm-hmm. affects Broadway. So let's start there, right? So an uh, announcement from Actors' Equity regarding the return of in-person auditions. Wow. This this got me. I was like, oh, no, I have to see people again. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Let me self-tape on this, like, cream wall. Uh, But anyways, uh, new protocols have been set for how employers can safely host their own calls. AEA, if you aren't familiar, protects uh, professional actors on Broadway and at professional theaters across the country. Since uh, March 2020, they've not hosted in-person auditions. No one's really been able to have that, especially in the Broadway sector. Um, But the new guidelines take effect at least through May 29th, still banning accompaniment by unmasked musicians. Um, There's going to be still no partnering and dance calls which is challenging and then of course no eating or drinking so you can't be like popping those lozenges back or you know sipping that uh throat coat um all attendees must also wear face masks with the exception of actors that are actively auditioning the protocol says that the time unmasked should be as minimal as possible i totally agree um additionally everyone entering the audition venue will also be required to undergo a covid19 symptom check and provide evidence of either full covid19 vaccination a negative pcr test from within Within 48 hours prior or two negative antigen tests and the first taken the night before and the second taken no less than two hours before the audition. Here's what I want to quickly say before I let James get into this. Um, I, I am an actor. I love actors. We are also liars a lot of times. And so <laughs> here's the thing. 
I've seen a lot of people go on and, and maybe not in the past, like, you know, two years has been very different. Um, but people go on when they're sick because they don't want to be out that pay. They don't want to be out, you know, that, that show sometimes. And, um, we, we've all been taught like hustle culture to like power through. And so the idea that people are going to take a, a symptom checker that, you know, they can say, well, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Cause that's how we've been like taught to survive. Um, that's kind of concerning. So I'm glad that they have like the, the extra barrier of like, you've got to provide a, a test. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be proof in the pudding uh, because that's my only fear is that people are, act- and, and rightfully so, um, desperate for work. And so of course they're going to go in and be like, I'm okay, <laughs> you know, even if they're not. Um, so that that's my only thing about this. But I'm excited that things may be turning a corner. Yeah. In, in business school, they call that presenteeism when people come to work sick and it just doesn't happen to just actors. It happens all yeah. over the place. Whenever, whenever anybody's, you know, overly concerned about their job or, and their commitment yeah. and things like that, uh, you, you might have people that show up that may not be in the best interest for everybody to show up. And so it's good right. that these, uh, these tests are taken in, into place and, and I also think that uh, a, a lot of Broadway, um, the, the community, uh, I, I think, has really embraced these uh, the protocols and the safety issues. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that everybody keeps safe during this. Me too. Me too. I hope it's a it's a, a good step in the future for everybody. So over at the Old Globe in San Diego, the full cast and creative team has been announced for the upcoming production of Bob Fosse's Dancing, beginning April 19th and opening April 28th. The run will continue through May 29th as well with an inevitable Broadway transfer. We're thinking. I mean, they've I've known about this forever, like well, literally four to five years. They've been talking about this particular production of this. I mean, uh, they they said it right in the uh, press release. They said the right. uh, future Broadway transfer, but they were, they were <laughs> very scarce on details. I, I re- right. read that press release three three times to say, uh, right. where were they? But uh, where is it? I mean, Old Globe has got a good history of transferring things they to do. Broadway, so. I mean, who, uh, fingers crossed, right? But the production recreates Fosse's original Tony-winning choreography. From the 1978 Broadway musical, um, it'll also feature direction and musical staging by Wayne uh, Salento, who received a Tony nomination for his performance in the original production on Broadway. So uh, the new production features, you know, it's like it's a dance musical, right? That's that's how it was first pitched to me. And it it features songs from Neil Diamond. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We do have a lot of Neil Diamond musical content right now. Yeah. Like, interesting, right? Um, some George M. Cohan. Um, we'll also see uh, Salento reimagining some of the original um, Fosse uh, production as well, like, to kind of push it into the 21st century, which I think is like, okay, I'd like to see it. Um, I hope there's no sexism involved. Hello, Fosse. Uh, playwright <laughs> and Tansen cast alum Kristen Childs is billed as the production's text consultant with some additional material to follow. Um, the ensemble cast is is extensive and exciting. Um, Ayana Alfonso. Yemen Brown, Carly DiNardo, uh, Jacob Guzman, Manuel um, Herrera, Colton Krauss, Maddie Love, Yanni Marin, Nando Moreland, um, Corey, Michelle Pedinod, and more. 
here's the thing. We talked yesterday on the show about our good buddies, the twins, David Guzman's brother, yep. Jacob, and where mm-hmm. he was headed. And I'm just saying it makes sense. Like, he's an incredible dancer, but also his partner, Carly DiNardo, um, who was just last seen in Moulin Rouge, um, leaving the company with um, another a fellow dancer, Corey, who is also in this show. So it's just funny that I was kind of like, okay, they're both leaving at the same time. What are they about to do? And now we know. So I'm, I'm really thrilled. Um, Carly is an incredible dancer. If you're lucky enough to see her in anything, you're just lucky. So um, I'm really excited. I, I wonder if their ambiguous plans about Broadway yeah. are because uh, of scheduling for Wayne Salento because Wayne's got a lot uh. of stuff in the hopper. So. What's in the hopper for Wayne? I want to know more. Mm, what are you up to, to Wayne? Yeah, to oh, talk about oh. it afterwards. Oh, that's the the Patreon exclusive on yeah. the on the tea on the tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into some. Uh, this is this is a Broadway news. So David Byrne's American Utopia will stage a one night only benefit mm-hmm. concert a concert performance um, this coming March thirtieth. The special concert American Utopia Farewell will support the former uh, Talking Heads frontman's fr- uh, nonprofit R. Arbutus? I'm going to say it's Arbutus. Yeah, um, so. Their mission statement is Arbutus celebrates representing and amplifying ideas found in surprising places, ensuring that um, their picture of the world contains the joy that it should and is accessible to everyone. It's kind of a broad statement. So I was I, w- I went to their website because I was like, I wanted to know more about the nonprofit 501c3 nature of it all because I'm that beep. Um, but <laughs> I, I am that person. Uh, but in a statement, David Byrne said, I created American Utopia with the seeds of curiosity and imagination. And those same seeds are why I founded Arbutus, his charity. Ticket holders will receive an orchestra seating to the show, an exclusive 20 to 30 minute post-performance talk back with David Byrne and some other people, um, gift bags. I mean, I'm always in for a gift bag. That's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. you, you hit me with anything else. And then you're like, also there's like merch and there's a gift bag. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do it for the tote. Um, VIP ticket Holders will additionally receive signed copies of David Byrne's book um, and a vinyl, this is very cool, of American Utopia, uh, the cast recording. So, yeah, it seems like it's a great cause. I love it when people are able to do something like this uh, with their show. And, of course, like he's he is the show and this is his charity. So, good for him. We should be able to uh, take some of the Russian oligarch yachts and, uh, and have big fundraisers on them, right? <sighs> Off-Broadway, uh, a new solo show... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I hope. I wish. I'm scared of water. That's not for me. But um, you go off, you know, okay. if you want to grab a boat. I don't know. Uh, so Off-Broadway, a new solo show is opening up at the Cherry Lane. This is obviously whenever Matt and I talk about this. Thank you for joining me today, James. I famously will talk about solo shows at the Cherry Lane till I'm in the ground. Um, <laughs> Allison Levy is bringing her comedic solo show, Oh God, a show about abortion. With direction by Waverly Gallery's Lila Neugebauer, presented by Broad City co-creator and star Ilana Glazer. I, first of all, I love Ilana. So the fact that, like, she's involved in this, it's great. Um, performances begin April 25th with an opening night of May 5th. Um, that is when that is when we are seeing Into the Woods, and, and that's going to be challenging for me. Mm. Um, we got a lot to cover that night. It's a limited run through June 4th. Of course, I will be there anytime someone is doing uh, a comedic solo show at the Cherry Lane. It's important <laughs> that I go <laughs> um, and check it out because it's just exciting. And, um, yeah, th- this show has been talked about for a while and um i know it's gonna be good 
So in London, reviews are in for the Western revival of Mike Bartlett's play Cock, starring Olivier winner Jonathan Bailey and Golden Globe winner Taron Egerton. Uh, the show is directed by company uh, director Marianne Elliott, and the 12-week run is scheduled to end on June 4th at the Ambassador Theatre. So let's, uh, I got a couple of reviews. You game for that, James? Absolutely. Say okay, it. Thing. So Susie Evans for London Theatre Company says gives it four out of five stars, but saying, unfortunately, this cock isn't as titillating as the title seems to suggest. There are glimpses of pure passion and electricity, but there are also some overtone and tired tropes. However, watching cock illustrates how far we've come in society's road to acceptance and how far we still have to go. Lukowski for Time Out London also gave it four out of five stars, saying that Elliot's production feels a bit fiddlier than it needs to be. Meryl Hensel's uh, distorting, mirrored set is very clever, but also quite distracting. And that's before you throw it in the revolve and then the odd bit of choreographed movement. But it's a good enough play to handle it, and Elliot gets terrific performance out of her actors. We, we've known this. Um, Anuka brings a cool mix of innocence, intelligence, and good old-fashioned horniness to the table. Kingsman and Sing star Taryn Edgerton. Also, if we're going to... Kingsman and Sing, yes, I'm a big Kingsman fan. But also, also, mm-hmm. Elton John. Elton John. <laughs> Who can forget Rocket Man? Uh, Taryn Edgerton does a good job with him, whose initial down to earth affability masks a waspish, nasty neediness. Daniels is enjoyable as the well meaning dad, closed minded in his open mindedness. So there were some additional uh, paywall locked reviews that I couldn't really read, but some of them gave that two out of five stars. Um, so I was kind of curious because it, it seems to be mixed, right? Like I, I grabbed the, the four out of five ones, but um, it seems like uh, the kind of reception was. Was mixed because of the datedness of the show, it seems. Hmm. I'm not sure. I've read this one before. Do you know the show? No, I don't. So it's basically about uh, an adult um, out gay man who um, is in a relationship with another man, and then he falls in love with a woman accidentally or something like And then he's kind of like questioning, he like questions his sexuality. So it, it's kind of interesting. I, I would be, I would be very interested to read this with the lens that we all have now. And I think that that's how people are kind of interpreting it. But I would follow Taryn Edgerton to the ends of the mofo world. I am obsessed with him. I will talk about it. I, you know, I, I apologize, but like, I am deeply, deeply obsessed with this man. I don't know what it is. I think he's super charismatic. I think that I hope that nothing ever bad comes out about him because I have talked at length about how I want him to be like the biggest star in the world. <laughs> and I think he's he's got a great voice. If you've ever heard him sing, like I want him to be in a Broadway show singing his face off. Um, you can see him uh, sing, not literally, but like hear him sing and sing because he's like this giant um, monkey character. But um, yeah, like, he, and also he sang on set for Kingsman 2 at, with where Elton John was also. And that's literally how he got the part. Elton John looked at him and was like, oh my gosh, you you can really sing. And he was like, no, ha ha ha. And he was like, no, for real, I want you to play me. And that's how he got that role. So, wow. yeah. So if if uh, Taron Edgerton had uh, Christian Borle's arms. Well, and let's be frank, James, nobody does. No, nobody, nobody does. Nobody, nobody does. has those arms. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and, and, uh, Lennon- <laughs> I, I also wanted you to know that, uh, you know, uh, those paywalls. Yeah. Uh, if you show me a 10-foot paywall, I'll show you a 12-foot ladder. There's always a way wow. to get, away, get around those uh, paywalls. If you Google that, show me a 10-foot paywall, I'll show you a 12-foot ladder, there might be a special <laughs> present for you. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. 
I'll see you. So there's there is actually a ton of London news today um, <laughs> because oh my god, you guys, Regent's Park. I feel really bad for doing the show right now, and and all blessings to you, James. But like this news is specifically for Matt, and I'm yes. so sorry mm-hmm. that he's not on the show because <laughs> then I would just be like a 40 minute show about him talking about this. Um, so Regent <laughs> Park's open air theater will present Legally Blonde, directed by six co creator oh Lucy Moss. No, that's totally a Matt thing. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, this is specifically for you. And I haven't texted him all day because, obviously, he's been out. He's he's New Yorking. Uh, But it's running May 13th through July 2nd. Playing Elle Woods will be Courtney Bowman. And the reason this is so big is because she played Anne Boleyn in the West End production of Six. She has a huge following. People are so excited to see her play Elle Woods. The entire principal cast is incredibly diverse, which is really exciting. Um, The first time I saw... Any kind of Legally Bond casting similar to this was the Harvard production that was all um, Asian females. And it was it was just like revolutionary because we had never kind of decided that other people could possibly play these roles other than the ones that had already been doing it. So, um, yeah, I just Julia Ryu, by the way, um, who, who created that production at Harvard is also somebody that you all need to be following because she is making moves and she's creating musicals all the time. Um, But yeah, this is for Matt specifically. I have no notes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Legally Blonde and Six is a Venn diagram that spells Matt Tamanini. He's going to love this. I hope he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) So the musical adaptation of The Witch... uh, Wow. Meep boop. So the musical adaptation of The Witches of Eastwick will hold a one-night-only concert at the Sondheim Theater on June 20th. Original cast member Maria Friedman will helm the concert um, because they were also in the musical's first London staging in 2000, which I didn't even realize was a thing. I was actually talking about The Witches of Eastwick I'm not joking, two weeks ago to someone about how that should be a musical. And I'm, I know I'm not the only freaking person to say that. Don't Nobody at me and be like, Grace, like, we've been saying it. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, it was it was top of mind so recently. And because I was like, of all the movies, like, why hasn't this been the thing? Because uh, I know we've all said it about Hocus Pocus, blah, blah, blah. But this one particularly. So I didn't realize this was already a thing. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> that is, uh, I didn't realize it's a one night only concert. I thought that they I know. would do a full thing. That's... It might be one of those, like, wink, wink, nod, nod, just like Bonnie and Clyde, where they were like, we've got plans, bitches, but, like, they won't tell us. <laughs> you know? All right, why don't you get us out of here? Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Oh, wow. <laughs> I almost <laughs> said that. James, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at, at James Marino on uh, Twitter, uh, sometimes on Instagram, and rarely on Facebook, but there, but mostly on Broadway Radio. So. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. <laughs>